Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. All right, happy Friday night to you. Welcome to Got Your Back. Y-E-G, Rashog and Strudwick tonight. Oilers down in Calgary for another of their 17 exhibition games. 2-1 overtime win against the Calgary Flames. Struds and I will dig into who stood out, who looked good. Some of the battles that are happening. Going to talk a little Ryan Nugent Hopkins tonight as well. Had a chat with him today. Some interesting comments that he made. Struddy's world gem of the day ask us anything all of the segments you're coming to know and love here on the podcast are set to go got your back brought to you by sherwood buick gmc proud title sponsors it's the big beautiful dealership just off baseline road on the way into sherwood park by the way when you go in there and mention that got your back sent you if you end up buying a vehicle You'll enjoy two years of complimentary oil changes and as an added bonus, three free ultimate detail packages. So mention the Got Your Back sent you if you go into Sherwood Buick GMC. Go see Phil and the crew or online at SherwoodBuickGMC.com. They actually have stock and they make the sales process super easy. So go check them out. Tell them the Got Your Back sent you. We're coming to you from the Long Shot Studio here in Sherwood Park, all game days, all day happy hour specials, $5 long shots lager. Checking in with Struds. What's going on, Struddy? You know, preseason Friday night podcast. I feel like the boss was being a bit of a jerk on that one. <laughs> you know what? It's perfect. I had my big night out last night. I took my wife out. Uh, Lance Romance was busy at a, a, a local uh, theater. So, uh, Lance, Lance romance. That's what I call myself when I take my wife on a date. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a double date uh, and we had a great, uh, great time. So I, I was, you know, tonight I'm like, Hey, let's get down to business, watch the Oilers game. And, uh, I enjoyed this one. So, uh, I can't say about every preseason game. Yeah. Yeah. They, I thought they, they were scrappy. They put up a pretty good yeah. fight. We'll, uh, we'll break it all down here coming up, but let's just circle back real quick on this Lance romance thing. So, do you refer to yourself as that in the third person to your wife at any point on your date night? No, because Zuby, no. I mean, the, the level of red card that would be, uh, we can't even express strong enough. I love it. I, th- <laughs> I think it's fabulous. <laughs> no. No. Last time I saw, I, and actually I tried something last night. This is getting really off topic, but it was a, uh, is a, 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 I was called tequila oh drink, like uh, with some kind of fr- passion fruit tequila drink that had a, a rim with a lot of salt on it it was like very spicy actually i really liked it i've never had one before really i'm gonna try something different hmm. and uh yeah so it was good i'm not i'm not sure i don't remember the name of it but it was good i'm, I'm, I'm now become i'm trying to change it up have more cocktails rather than just a beer yeah yeah beer. yeah did, did it put did it put lance romance in the mood hey did it get you you greased up no. nicely there buddy you know it's too late it did, those shows like we went and saw that show at the juba uh eight too proud to, or too proud to beg or something or whatever eight too proud whatever <laughs> Eight o'clock start time. So okay. Uncle Strutty or Lance Romance okay. in this case see, gets home. See, that's the thing. You turned from Lance Romance into yeah. Uncle Strutty at 9.45 yeah. p.m., didn't it's late. you? It's late. Now, if that show was at 8 a.m., we might have something to report yeah. back on. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a hell of a lunch hour, hey, Zuby? Yeah. <laughs> Lance Romance didn't fall asleep in the chair or anything at the show? No. No, no, I, I, I feel I'm one of the younger people in the crowd, and I'm like <laughs> yeah. mid journey on my life. So, uh, yet I think that tells you there's a few sleepers out there for sure. <laughs> Last I'm not there yet. I, I was gonna say after the last podcast too, like you're kind of getting to an age now where even like referring to yourself as Uncle Strutty. It's get it's a little bit creepy. I don't know if everyone else out there feels like it. There's a certain age there where you're probably gonna have to knock that off, but Uncle Strutty. I think that's what makes it funny, though, right? I think yeah. that's like it's it's a you know it's kind of funny. It is a little bit creepy, but it is kind of funny. Yeah. It's like the difference when I'm talking to my my stepdaughters. Yeah, you know, I'll refer to myself as stepdad, and yeah. just sort of in the third person, jokingly. 
And then once I said step daddy, and it was like, nope, that was it was a hard stop yeah. on that immediately. Yeah, I'd agree. That is creepy. Uncle Strud's Uncle Struddy, I'm not sure. Show yourself out after that. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Yeah. I'll make a Rob Brown like exit. How about him on the podcast the other night? Oh, man, Disappearing. Guys that was fabulous. I've, I watched Matt it. Matt I was um, when I got home from hockey. I watched and uh, yeah, I had a good laugh. Had a good laugh at that, and it worked nicely into the promo too. That was a great, fabulous promo. Yeah, yeah. so moment, funny so, so stuff. Uh, speaking of promos, uh, we do have Struddy's World coming up. Struds, I don't want you to give it away, uh, but what what can people look forward to in their Struds Struddy's World yeah, segment okay. tonight? It's going to be the very complicated relationship between peanut butter, bagels. <laughs> And drive-throughs, very complicated, very complicated uh, relationship between. Them. Okay, so you've, you're going hard hitting here in exhibition season. Well, stick around for that, yeah. folks. I won't <laughs> be the only person. There'll be yeah. others that are, are, are in the same a challenged area that I am. So I look okay. forward. To I, I look forward to that too. Our stream numbers just got cut in half. Half of the people just left <laughs> when you said that. Uh, we are streaming on Twitter and on YouTube tonight. Uh, you can leave comments here on our YouTube chat, so feel free to hop in and Zuby will gather the comments. We'll go through them a little bit as we go along here. I got to acknowledge right away a pretty good chirp from JL. He says to me, what a shot storm on Twitter today, A. Eh, Ryan? Oh, my God. So for those so of you funny. who don't know exactly what he's referring to, I tried to send a tweet today that said, shots fired. <laughs> Where Jason Strudwick used the line that uh, Ray Ferraro, uh, Rob Brown makes Ray Ferraro look like Elon Musk in terms of his technical <laughs> know-how. So I was like, oh, on Twitter, I read quote tweeted, I'm like, shots fired. And I put my phone down and I'm laughing to myself and I walk away from my phone for like 20 minutes. I get back to my phone. And it's just like, ooh, just glowing. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? Well, spelling mistake on the word shots. <laughs> um, yeah, that's like, you know, a simple mistake, but a bad one. Had to delete it and send the retraction tweet. So JL all over that. What a shot storm on Twitter today. <laughs> uh, yeah, clever, clever. My favorite one of those, though, I don't think he'll care if I say it. Derek Van Deest, a long time ago, Twitter was new. One of my favorite ones is he said <laughs> he he was he made the same mistake, but what he was trying to say is Ryan Smith jumps over the boards to take a quick shift, but he left <laughs> up. <the> half. <laughs> God, did we have a laugh over that one, oh, man? God. That was an all timer from DVD. All right, enough nonsense. Let's get to the breakdown. So, brought to you by Mister Dirk, the iconic. Men's clothing store. It's been around since 1939, which some of Strud's wardrobe also looks it's from, like it's from that same vintage. If you haven't ever been, you got to check it out. Just off White Avenue and 102nd Street. They have a beautiful shop, and they have fantastic clothes in there. Casual clothes, suits, sport coats, whatever you need. If you're kind of feeling like your wardrobe needs a little kick, go see Sterling, Dan, and the amazing crew down at Mr. Dirk. Visit Mr. Dirk. Com. Okay, Struds, why don't we start with Jack Campbell? Because I think Euler fan, of all the things that they were going to get a chance to look at tonight, probably most curious about what Jack Campbell was going to look like. And it's his first game, and it's exhibition, and all those caveats. But in his post-game comments, he made it clear this game was pretty meaningful to him as well. And we'll get to those comments in a minute. What did you make of Campbell, Struds? I was surprised that Jay Woodcroft left him dangling this long into preseason. You know, I I I I think if I was the coach, I would have liked to get Jack Campbell in one of the first game, like it, one of the first two games. And I know there's other goalies here, but you want to get this guy off on a, a good footing, just make him feel comfortable. Um, so that was that's number one. Number two, I thought he looked very comfortable. I mm -hmm. thought he looked um you know, just just a little bit more compact and not, you know, just just less movement and 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 honestly, something we talked about last year. I thought he looked small last year. I thought he looked bigger this year, right? Like I, I don't know if that's equipment based or his posture uh, could be a, a mixture of both, I suppose. But those are two things uh, that I think are pretty important to look at when you're looking at his game. And he was good tonight. I thought he made some some good saves. Um, you know, obviously helped by that, 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 uh, the interference goal there, but, uh, I, mm -hmm. I honestly good solid start by Jack Campbell 
Because we were all wondering the same thing. I think we were all thinking the same thing at the end of the game, too. So I'm not going to be negative, Nelly, here, but I, I do want to bring yeah. this up. I thought he was really good, too. Made a really nice save early on in the game, one of his tougher mm -hmm. saves of the night. Remember that one really early? Yeah. And uh, I thought, oh, th that's good. Good for him. Played well through the game. There was the interference goal. Had this game ended on a .2 seconds left on the clock yeah. goal that he should have had, could this whole thing have kind of had taken on way more of a negative feel, even despite the fact that his night had gone as well as it had? I think that could have turned poorly for him and would have been an early hurdle for him as opposed to what it is now, which is good game. 100%. And I think that it's funny how a small, you know, 0.2 seconds in a goal in an exhibition game can maybe have that much effect on his kind of state of mind moving forward. So this comes out as a real positive thing now yeah. for him and his group. Uh, well, and I guess we're just talking about him, but it's it's a positive thing for him and something for him to build on the next game, right? And I, I think that I, I tried to get back in that net pretty quickly, obviously not next game, but, you know, pretty, pretty damn quickly get him feeling good about himself. But all those things are accurate. And I think it's a start in, in, in a very, it starts in a good place for the year. Uh, let's get to the Weiss Johnson sound box here. Um, come visit their showroom. You got to go check it out. They've got all kinds of heating system and products on display. If you're in the market for a new heating system, go chat with the team to discuss what might be best for you. They sell furnace filters, humidifier pads, should you need them heading into winter until the end of January, no GST on all garage heater installs. Visit WeissJohnson.com. Oh, the extended version of the Weiss Johnson jingle tonight. Here's Jack Campbell postgame being very honest about some of the nerves that he felt heading into this one. Yeah, I mean, frankly, I was a little nervous. I uh, put a lot of work in this summer and wanted to do well and um you know just really excited to go out and have a good performance and uh just keep building on the things i've been working so hard on dave J on the stream here struds says interesting Struddy putting him in with two to three nhl forwards against a rival so an uh, interesting challenge from woodcroft to give him this game where you know you're not sending a lot of your veterans and your core defensemen and calgary's gonna probably play a pretty strong lineup the fact that he chose that game to give him is interesting, and he admitted he was a little nervous ahead of time. Yeah, really good, really good insight there. Um, and I, I guess you know, you you know when you go and it seems like now like it, teams only play their top players at home, right? Now they're not, no one's going on the road <laughs> to play. Uh, and, and no disrespect to the guys who are in the Oilers lineup tonight, but I, they're not exactly the top top uh, players. But um, that's a really maybe maybe part is he wanted Jack to start on the road. You know that 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 idea of being yep. on the road and maybe away from. Uh, I don't. I actually think the fans are pretty good to Jack last year. Um, so I, I think that that was maybe part of the thought. We're going to put him on the road, let him start on the road. You know, and and kind of get through it. And listen, this this conversation would have happened between the goalie coach and Woodcroft for sure. What's the best place to start him to get him off on the right foot? I wouldn't be handling him with kid gloves at all. Not at all. Not one bit. Things that happened last year, if you want this goaltender to leave it in the past, he can't sense at all that you're handling him thinking he Fair might point. be. You got to yeah. treat this guy like he's coming in to challenge him for the Skinner for the starting job. And I would not give Jack Campbell any sense that you're making decisions based on where are you at and where's your confidence at. Let last year be last year. I like the fact that Woodcroft threw him into the deep end tonight in this game, came up with a good game. Almost had a tough finish, but came up with a good game. Uh, okay, let's move on to other aspects of the game. You know, there are spots on the line, but not just spots. There's playing time potentially on the line for guys too. And I would submit to you that through exhibition season, Struds, there is no Oiler who is doing more to push his case for not just a spot, but playing time than Dylan Holloway. You nailed it. This guy, you know, this is, I thought, his best game of the preseason. And now, you know, it, it's pretty early. But um, I thought that he wasn't just having uh, good moments in the game. He, he was, you know, carrying play. He was he was really playing well and making plays happen and being, you know, like kind of like a, a guy that's carrying his own line. Uh, so give him a ton of credit. He played very, very well. Uh, scored the goal. 
Uh, nice shot there, kind of popped up high on the power play. So lots of positive from Dylan Holloway. And he is making a case for himself to build towards more ice time than he got last year. But remember this, when you go back and look at Dylan Holloway, it's usually his second year in the league where he kind of pops uh, yep. as, as a player. So this is his second year in the league. And, and Jay Woodcroft has mentioned that before. When okay. asked about yeah. his ice time last year, when asked about that's something he'll point to. Right. That maybe you just needed to ride him through the first year because his history yeah. is he might not have the best first year, but you can depend on him the next year. And that was a train of thought as to why they handled him why they did, in fairness to Woodcroft last year. Yeah, and he, you know, he wasn't ready. He didn't look like he was ready last year. But tonight... When you look at that lineup, you look at the guys. It's not that a lineup. yawn or a burp that you just. No, it was kind of like a, it was a bit of a half burp. I just drank a lot of water. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm not. That's ass. That was. That no, I'm was not. Like, I'm, not I'm not yawning. I'm. 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 I'm fired up for this one tonight. I'm, I'm ready to go. Not that I'm not always fired up, but I'm ready to go. But when you look at it, you look at him. He he was playing against some really good players, and he was having an impact against those good players. He wasn't just mm -hmm. kind of beating up on the you know the the. You know, again, with all due respect to the Oilers lineup tonight, it wasn't like, you know, someone beating up on the Oilers lineup tonight. They were had, you know, some guys that were going to be, you know, quite a few will be either watching or or in the American Hockey League. So very, very positive for Dylan Holloway. And today, today I saw the player that I think he, he, he can be, and there's still room to grow. Megabird chimes in and says, and I don't have these analytics, so we'll take his word for it. Holloway's line had five more D-zone starts than any other line tonight. So the head coach may be testing him a little bit to see about dependability in his own end. I agree. They played really well. He skated really fast. This is the way I expect Dylan Holloway to look, though. He's an energetic player who's fast, who understands that he's in a competition for ice time, who understands the opportunity in front of him. I expect Dylan Holloway to come out and stand out in games in exhibition season because he should be. It's like he's at regular season pace when the rest of the world seems to be at exhibition pace. And I guess the question I would ask is, why aren't more guys that are fighting for their NHL lives right now showing a similar level of get up and go? There are guys in the middle of fist fights for potential spots on an NHL roster who kind of feel sleepy to me, Struds. Yeah, so let's, okay, let's go through it. Who are you talking about? Are you talking about... I'd say Lavoie had a sleepier Lavoie. night. Not Not bad, but doesn't skate around out there like a guy who realizes your 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 nhl life is on the line here man you're only gonna get so many of these games and you gotta go 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 yeah uh, to be fair he was his line was productive and he was on yeah. that line right so i think we have to be careful like his game is different he won't show the same way as dylan holloway right he's yeah. not going to show that same way um you know a couple times i thought he was kind of challenged a little bit in his d zone to be in the right place uh, one time actually resulted in Noah Hannafin just walking right down Broadway yep. uh, with a shot. Um, so, like, that's a moment that is, you know, you you can be responsible for that positioning and do a good job there, right? You don't need to be all over. But he was on a, a line that I thought, you know, had some really good moments. Um, so, of the games that I've seen him play, or I guess the games that he's played in, I thought that was his stronger game today, but I think there's another mm -hmm. level from to get to. The problem is we're running out of track here, right? That's well, that's kind of my point, right? Yeah. Like, how yeah. what are guys doing to stand yeah. out? What are you doing? Like, are you yeah. showing a level of desperation that you recognize the moment? And I guess maybe I don't know. Maybe my expectations are too high. I don't know. I'm looking for that from guys. Yeah, I wish we would have seen him in the NHL last year. I, I really do, and I, I've said that previously in the podcast. Like. I can't tell you, you know, when I, when I, and this is a few years ago, but when I was my first year pro, I played two games in the NHL. It helped me so much because I knew I could play in the NHL. I'm like, I can do this. There's things I have to work on. And I didn't get back to the NHL for another, like, it was almost two years. But when I got back, I, I knew I could play there. And I was a better version than I was two years previous, right? So yeah. that makes a difference. And I know that it's, it's not easy to do that when you're a team trying to win a Stanley Cup, but Man, I would like to see him in that lineup, even just for one game last year. Thought Warren Fogle was good tonight, too. That, one of the owners, sure, better yeah. forwards, lots of energy, yeah. had some chances. Yeah. I thought he looked good. Uh, Xavier Borgo is another player that I don't think so much realistically scrapping for a spot on this year's team, but certainly for positioning in terms of being a guy that's top of the list to be called up. Uh, you got Peterson as well, who had some tough moments, but then uh, he had some okay moments, too. He's a yeah. guy I would point to and just say, it's right there for you. 
It's right there. You know, you lose two draws on the power play and turn the puck over in a one goal game. I know that's not his game, but still, like you have these moments, these opportunities to have some of these moments and you want to see guys grab them. So I'll comment on Peterson first. I, I'm not quite as bullish as others are about him making the team. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see how he fits in, like what he's, you know, what his role is, especially now that I've seen Sutter play. I think Sutter, I can see where he fits in and what he's going to do. Um, bigger, wins face-offs. Like I, I I, think that it's already, I think his his time is running short here at the Oilers. Sorry, at least with the NHL team for now. Um, Xavier Burgo, I th- you know, there's obviously some skill there and he makes plays. I'd like to see him get a little bit more engaged at times. Um, but, you know, it's kind of his, he's, he's just trying to figure it out too. He's a young player. I'd like to see him get one more game against a more robust, or sorry, with a more robust Oilers lineup. Um, but I, I, I'm not sure if that'll happen for me either. I, I think that we're looking at, uh, when do they play tomorrow night? They play tomorrow night. Yeah. And then I, I, I would think that there'd be some changes Sunday. Uh, remember, remember the days when these young skilled players would get looks with some of the NHL skilled guys to right, see what yeah, they could yeah. make happen. Yeah. We're not seeing that at all, Jay. And and maybe we still will. But my point here is Jay Woodcroft has his lines assembled early, like back as far as the captain skates mm. right into training camp, and he's wanting to roll those lines out. I think they are uber focused on making sure they start well this year. And I think it's affecting some of these training camp lineup decisions. And it's harder for young players, right? That that's like Xavier Bogorn is played with talented players. He's a talented player. So and I and I've made this case before that when you're if you if you get down to less preseason games, you have less chance for a young player to, to first play against NHL players and two show what he can do. But yeah. when you're what Jay's doing is he's just like, we're worrying about the regular season and and, yeah. and this long. We're not I'm not worried about the 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 tenth forward in the organization. Uh, any more honorable ne- mentions or anything else that stood out before we move on to our next uh, segment? No, I think that's probably, those are the guys that, you know, I got Marcus Niemelainen. I thought, I think he's skating better. Not that he was bad skater. Yep. I think he's getting around pretty well. Um, you know, the D-man, like, you know, you know who's I guess getting I, a little, you know, who's getting a little chatter in and around the media group. We've, we've just sort of been chatting that? a little bit and, and yeah, just wondering where he fits in. And you could tell Jack and Bob on the broadcast tonight, we're talking about him too, but Phil Kemp is yeah. acquitting yeah. himself quite well. And as they pointed out on the on the broadcast tonight, uh, given the way that he, you know he's a right shot, not far down the list. Phil Kemp is g- probably going to get some games at some point this year. Yeah, so Broberg and Darren Ayer, six, seven defensemen. I, I just, so who who's the next guy called up? Is it Kemp? Uh, Nima Linen or Kemp, one of the two, depending yeah. on which side yeah. a guy you need. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, probably a podcast for a different night. But yeah, is there a discussion perfect. to be had about Philip Broberg trying to get a foothold, a toehold in the National Hockey League, just trying to show that he can be here and handle the day-to-day and be effective playing his offside? I yeah. don't like it at all. Well, the bonus is he gets to play that calm, so I think that helps. He has played it. Listen, For I, how I, long, Struddy? For how long? If you're not operating it, like what percentage do you lose by being on your wrong side? Every D to D pass. Yeah. Think about that. Every D to D pass. I hear you. You're either taking it behind you or you're taking it on your backhand. But to be honest, buddy, it's I think it's easier to defend on your offside. Because the guy, if you're playing on your right side as a left defenseman, usually it's left shot guy coming down. His stick is on the wall, your stick's on the same side. Boop. You just pop it and grab the guy by that chest and throw him in the wall. I like playing. I liked accepting rushes on my offside more than I did on my my strong side. But how was it for breakouts? Well, the nice thing is if you get the puck in the corner, you're now coming around the net, you're on your forehand. Right? When you're on your yeah. offside, you're going back, you're pulling, you're on your backhand. Yeah. Uh the the challenge the challenge is what you just spoke about. It was it's anything D to D or catching it on your forehand, yeah. or you can catch it on your backhand and you got to make the play. But there are some advantages to it. You know, there are, it's not like it's all bad. There are some advantages to that, especially the guy like Broberg can skate. You go back and pick that puck up in your corner. You're now coming around the net with speed on your forehand and everything's available to you. Bitumen says easier to score on your offside as well, uh, to your point when you get into the offensive zone. We'll do that on a different podcast on a different night. Uh, That was the breakdown brought to you by Mr. Dirk. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit of Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Had a chat with him today and an interesting answer from him in areas that he's looking to improve his game. Strutty's world. Ask us anything. Gem of the day. Lots of good stuff still remaining on the live stream. 
Very short break. We're going to be right back. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. Pathfind can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster. Find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. Oh, nice job on the ad, Zuby. Ding! Just so Shogger. Yeah, an all-star employee, hey? <laughs> You're not the best employee on the podcast this year anymore, FYI. Who, who is? Rob not Brown is guy. pulled ahead of you. Rob he Brown is know. pulled ahead of you. No. He doesn't even know how to run the machine. He's all, He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't need to know how to run the machine because okay. he shows up 10 minutes early and we have time to work through any technical issues. So he's ahead of you just from a tardiness oh, standpoint. No. Not even on the same podium. Time now for takeaways brought to you by Redefined Health. They specialize in total body and mind wellness. And who doesn't need that? From chiropractic and massage care treatments to acupuncture, soft tissue therapy, nutrition. How about even an on-site registered psychologist? They're there to help you get well and stay healthy for a lifetime. Check out redefinehealth.com and Dr. Tyler Fix. Best name in the game. Uh, in our takeaway segment tonight, we're going to deal a little bit with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I had an opportunity to chat with him today in long form, and you can catch that entire interview. It was about seven minutes long over on tsn.ca where it is posted. But there was one thing he talked about, Struds, that kind of stood out to me a little bit, just in a, an area of game that he wants to work on, but also the idea that he wants to be a driver, right? There are support players, and then there are drivers, Listen to Ryan Nugent Hopkins here as we get back to the Weiss Johnson soundbox. Where I want to keep building is, is getting better when I do get thrown in a center. Uh, I want to be able to to not only be good defensively on the on the defensive side of things, but uh, still be able to, to help out offensively and, and, and drive a line. So it's, it's that, that's always a focus, and uh, I'm def- definitely thinking about that this year. And drive a line. He had 100 points. Over 100 points. You would assume a guy that pushes that kind of offense would just be assumed he's a driver and can drive a line. But I think lots of people look at the power play point totals. Lots of people look at the time with McDavid and Dreisaitl. I guess I put the question to you, Struds. Over 100 points last season, do you view Ryan Nugent Hopkins as a player that can drive his own line offensively? First off, I don't like the term drive your own line. I like the line, the idea of the carry your own line, right? You can carry your own line. And I think that's uh, that's the way I know drivers, what everyone's talking about. Okay, hang on. Let, let, well, let's just let's get into that little idiosyncrasy. Mm-hmm. Carry a line implies like the other guys aren't doing anything and you got to drag them along because they're no. doing nothing. Well, it implies that you, you, you can. And so that my second point is that when you're carrying a line, you're facilitating, facilitating the game for your line mates. Is what I'm saying. You know, like you don't, mm-hmm. you put someone that can then really uh, help those other guys raise their game. I'm and, not and, sure. And, if I come up to you after a game and I'm like, Struds, I really had to carry you tonight, I'm I'm yeah. kicking you in the pills. If I walk up to you and say, Maybe. Hey, I, I facilitated your game tonight. <laughs> like, no, fair point. Anyway, whatever. This is yeah. just, this is, we got off topic here. It is. You did. You got us off topic. Yeah, but I, what I, I, say, I couldn't let that go. Is it, um, it is interesting when you think about a guy who's 100 points and we're wondering, if he can drive or carry his own line, like that's it is crazy. But I guess if I love that 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 response from Nugent Hopkins because I think he's that thinking is a, about it, right? Yeah, it's it because there are going to be times where he'll be at center um, when they decide to load up uh, the two 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 big guys together. So can he make the game easier for his line mates, both offensively and defensively? And I think you know when you play with Leon O'Connor, the game offensively becomes easier for you because you're getting putting they're putting in positions to score. So can Nugent Hopkins do that for his line mates? I think he helps them. You know, I, I'm not, it obviously doesn't do it to that level, but there are very few players that do that. But I think he can also create offense for those guys by being, you know, make sure that he, if they're cheating a bit, 
maybe he's a little bit more aware defensively. So I think there that there's two sides of that of that coin. I mean, you think about when they go the three-headed monster and he's the you know the third line center. Generally speaking, you end up with bottom six players on your wings, right? That's just that's just the way it goes. And you know, what can he do for those guys offensively? Can they can he help elevate their games? Do players who get to play with Nugent Hopkins push better totals than they might otherwise? I believe he has the ability to do it when he's really engaged. He can be an impactful player. He just hasn't had to for a long time. His contributions have been a little more like, I don't even know what the right word is. I mean, elegant is a way that I would use to sort of describe his game at times where he's he's in the right places and he compliments the players that he's playing with. He lets them be brilliant, but he's playing with brilliant players. You know, as opposed to being the guy that just leaves no doubt and pulls everybody into the fight with him. I, I He hasn't had to be that guy, but I do think he has the ability. I think it's subtle. I think you're, I, I, I think. Oh, this is nuance, buddy. We're really digging around through the nuance yeah, here. Yeah, I, I think he's subtle. He's a subtle, his, 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 his game is very subtle, but very good. And not subtle is not the right, but his, I guess his, the, the way he uses his skill, it's very subtle, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, I wouldn't say he has an absolute bomb. He's not. He's fast. He's got good stick handling, but he's not like, elite, like crazy elite in any one of those things. But he's really good at all of them. Um, he's good at making his his, his 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 line mates kind of making the game easier for him. He can kill penalties he's on the power plays, five on five. He plays with really good players really well. Like he does all those things. So you know, you think of when Taylor Hall was here, it's just a complete bull. Or Jordan Everly, you know, stick handling around people. Like everyone, yeah. What is his thing? Like what if you said this is his thing? I think he's just a very smart, subtle player that can really help you out in so many different situations. I think that Jay Woodcroft's used, he's like the Swiss army knife of our forwards. And he is. Um, he, he most definitely is. His uh, his contribution on the power play, I, I've wanted to run this number for a while, but whatever, it would take sport logic or people that are, have faster computers than I do. But of the Oilers' power play goals, how many of them at some point in the five seconds previous to the goal, whether he picked up an assist or not, flowed through Nugent Hopkins. Everything flows through him over on that left side. It always does. He's that first main setup touch to then figure out where is it going next. He's critical there. He's one of their most often used penalty killers. He's can play center. He can play the wing. He is very good at almost everything except face-offs. An excellent at a bunch of stuff, but driving. So next question for me is this. So we would fill out our, our top 50 for TSN, right? We release that list every year. And here's my question to people on the stream and to you struds. And, and, and it's, it's a tough exercise. You got to take time to go through it, but I'll yeah. just bomb this out at you. Should Ryan Nugent Hopkins be on a list of the top 50 players in the game for this upcoming season? Um, I mean, he had 104 points yeah. or whatever it was. Boy, that's like, a hard one. I really like him, but you know, there's 32 teams. If each team has, you know, one on or the two list. or three really good, yeah. Like, is he in that? I'd have a tough. I, I'm I'm going to have to say no. I would say really? no. Um, I'm just trying to think quickly in my head, like D goalies. Yeah. And I'm putting you on the spot. It's a difficult question because bottom line, if he were 50, if he were number 53, 54, 55, like the answer could be yes. Cause by that point it's so subjective, right? Yeah. 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 He's, he's in that conversation, but I'll say this three, four years ago, I didn't think we'd be even having that conversation, right. That he he would get to that level. So I, I love how he's evolved and continue to evolve as a player and and maybe grow as a player is a better word than evolve. Ninth in the league in points last season. Ninth in points. And we're sitting here, and, and, and I guess this is my point. It's a discussion about whether he should be in the top 50 or not. And, and, like, you know, and, and he's in my top 50, by the way. In fact, okay. I can't remember exactly where he's at. He's in my top 40. So let's say he does it again. Let's say he gets 96 points next year. Then I think it's a different one. But that was such a jump of points, such an increase of points. Um, you know, c- can we believe he's going to do it again? Top 30 yeah. in goals, too, by the way. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, fair, fair point. And, and, and this would yeah. be my argument to, to what you're saying, not an argument. If he yeah. did it again and had a hundred points again, now we're talking about him being on a list of the top 25 players in the league, exactly. like multi hundred yeah. point yeah. seasons. Sure. Right. Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's interesting. Sure. Like, so to your point about if it's the top two players on every team, give or take, right. Yeah. Well, what about Nylander? Right. Nylander generally lands in and around close to these lists or on yeah. them. He's the third best player in Toronto, some would argue. Um, people would look at his 40 goals and go, well, he's gonna be there. Yeah. Like that. Of course. Yeah. Fair point. Well, Hopkins at 104 points. Yeah, that's a fair point. I'd have to go back in Nylander. I where his point total is a little bit more robust. Yeah. In the last couple of years than than Nugent Hopkins. Um, and maybe it's unfair to just judge off, you know, say, well, he only had one year of it. But if it, if it's the one year that's his high watermark and he comes back to 75, um, where does that put him next year? For sure. And and part of the criteria is not who were the top 50 players in the league last year, who are going to be the top 50 yeah, players in the I league see. this year. Like, who, who's it going to be, right? And that, by the way, that list starts being released on all TSN platforms, I believe, yeah. next week. Okay. So that'll be fun and some fodder for discussion. Yeah. My instinct is, uh, and this is just my instinct, there is zero debate. It's going to be McDavid and Drysaddle one and two. I think this is the year where it's it, that's just what it's going to be, and there's not going to be. I don't know that there'll be much question about it. That's my gut, and that will, you know I'll probably get in trouble for giving it. Quizmaster is going to be annoyed at me, but I mean that's what I had was mm-hmm. one and two. Yeah, it'd be hard to debate that. You know, you look around the league and other people. You know, Pasternak's probably in that up up in a, amongst that group. You know, healthy Kale McCarr's up there in that group. Yeah, somewhere. McKinnon's there, right? Matthews in and around that top five. Yeah, McCarr, who you said, yeah. You know, uh, those those guys. You, you know, know who else is up in and around that conversation? Who's that? Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, I mean, right yeah, up I, there now, man. He wasn't necessarily yeah. before. He's right up there now. Yeah. So when you do it again, to your point, yeah, yeah. right, because he'd done it the one time, and it was like, oh. Right. I did it yeah. again. And now he's, I bet he's going to be really high up that list. And a very unique player. Yeah. You know, of those, all those players just mentioned, he has, he brings something that none of them have, which is just, just a complete irritation of other teammates or other, other teams. Right. Bitumen bringing more numbers for the power play goal scored while RMH, he said, typo. Was, yeah. That's okay. We all understand typos. They happen to even really intelligent, <laughs> super smart, funny, uh, handsome yeah. guys that happens to you. Uh, for the power play goal scored while RMH was on the ice, he had a point on 60.92% of them. My point on that was I bet it flowed through him, whether he got a point or not, on a much, yeah. much higher percentage of it. Uh, that'll be fun. We'll debate that list when it comes out uh, a little bit later on uh, on all of TSN's platforms. That was Takeaways brought to you by Redefined Health. Very quick break. And then it was, what was it, toilet paper and peanut butter or what the hell studies... Let's take today. this seriously. Please start taking my segment seriously. Peanut butter, uh, drive-throughs, and bagels, and the relationship between the three. Okay. Good night, everybody. For the rest <laughs> of you, we'll see you. <laughs> we'll see you right after a very short break for Studies World. Ask us anything and jam of the day. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z.ca. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. Just me and Nick Lachey, window down, shirt off, just loving it. My goal is someday maybe before it's come. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. All right, Strutty's World, brought to you by DLR Vinyl, decking and fencing, with locations in Calgary and Edmonton. There was a little DLR summit in Edmonton here the other day. The brothers were in town. We all got together. Uh, big things happening at DLR over the next couple of years. They're just pounding out that maintenance-free fencing and decking, building that business, and it's fantastic stuff. I have it in my backyard. It's amazing. No sanding, no staining, no painting. Struds will pound it into the Strudwick backyard here at some point, too. Uh, hey, check them out. DLRVinylProducts.ca. 
get some maintenance-free product you do not have to worry about anymore. Strutty? I don't have a lot of bagels in the summer. Bagels for me are wintertime meal. So, you know, recently, and I know it's not winter, but it is cooling down. So I went to a, 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 a drive-through, a coffee shop, and I asked for a, a bagel, a multigrain with peanut butter. And so I go through it, I get it, I come out the other side, can't wait to sink my teeth into this beautiful bagel covered with peanut butter. And they didn't put it on it, right? So there was no, the, 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 the container of peanut butter was there with a, a knife and the bagel. Bagel was sliced. So I, I, I'm like, what's going on? So I, I obviously I have to do it myself. A couple of days later, I go through it again, same place. I'm like, hey, can I get the bagel, peanut butter? And I guess, can you apply it to the, the bagel? And they're like, we're not able to do that. I said, well, why not? I said, you used to do it. She's like, I know, but now we're no longer able to do it. Well, then why am I going through a drive-through? I can do my own bagel at home. I can do that same thing. I can heat it up. I can put it through. I want the peanut butter. So Slade and I got into not a heated debate, but we got into a conversation about it. She's like, we're just not allowed to do it. But I said, that's the job. That's that's what's going through there. I'm not asking to build a doghouse with a bunch of fencing posts. I'm looking for you to put slice the bagel, put my peanut butter on it so I can enjoy it as I'm driving off from dropping my kids off at school. I don't get what's going on. I'm not sure if others have had this frustration the same. But it makes no sense. It'd be like if they said, I'll take a coffee with milk, but instead they just give you the coffee and a little glass of milk and you have to pour your own milk or cream or whatever it is into it or the sugar. It doesn't make sense. I want it all done. You can do it. Those other things there, manage the bagel, treat it right so I can come in because a warm bagel with warm peanut butter, guys. Oh my God. Absolutely beautiful. So clarification required here. Several people, including David on the stream, are asking for clarification here. Zuby, you got to hop yeah. in on this nonsense. Uh, is, was the bagel toasted? Oh, it's toasted. Yeah. Okay, so bagel is toasted. Here's my immediate thought. My immediate thought. If you take a freshly toasted bagel and you yeah. apply peanut butter to it and then you put that together and wrap it up and hand it out, it's going to be a melted, disgusting yeah. mess. By the time you unwrap that, they don't know if you're about to eat it right that second. They yeah. The only time to eat a bagel with peanut butter is immediately after you've applied that peanut butter or it's a dripping, soggy mess, Subi. Am I wrong? I think they're doing the right thing <laughs> for the continuity and the integrity of the dish. You're not wrong about that part, but I still have more questions. Is it an allergy what? concern? Is that like them getting it on? Because would they butter a bagel for you or cream cheese? This particular establishment, do you know that? Oh, I don't would they do cream ask, cheese? I don't ask for the. I don't ask. ask, ask for when you go cheese. through, ask her. Just say out of interest. If would it's you cream do cheese, it? Do you do it? So I get it. But if you have, if you have any concerns, why don't you just tell the guy who wants the peanut butter? Because I know I like when the peanut butter gets runny. I like it when it because it's nice and warm. It's all warmed up. But uh, so why not just say, "Hey, no, we're we're afraid we have someone who has a peanut allergy, or we uh, whatever, we just, whatever." But don't don't just say nothing. Just let me have the warm bagel. <laughs> JL on the stream. <laughs> we're all we're getting all bitchy about our drive-through service. JL's like they also used to give you a bag and now they don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. I yes, that's it's the degradation of our drive-through yeah. service. This is a travesty. Uh, that, First, they won't butter our peanut butter, our bagels, and no bags like paper straws. What's next? I, I believe I do still believe that the customer is never wrong, right? So, if if I ask for my bagel be to be peanut butter, just do it. I don't understand why this is such a big deal. And I've actually been to two different local establishments. I don't want to drop names, but I will say this: I was in New York this this summer. And I went to this deli across the street every day. I guess I'm name dropping right now. And they got the bagel right every time. It was so glorious and warm. And like you said, peanut butter dropping off. I I, I was in heaven. And then I come back and I got to suffer through this type of, I got to get my finger in there. I'm trying to put the peanut butter on them while I'm driving around. Just crazy. Outrageous. Was that bagels on the square in New York, by the way? You didn't, you drink, you name dropped New York, but you didn't name drop the New York establishment. Well, I, was it? I think it was like a New York deli. I forget, honestly, ah. I forget the name. Huh. there's delis everywhere there. there are there's a couple yeah struds you you got to pull over bud to put the peanut butter on the bagel you can't be driving around trying to do that kids oh, in the car kids, you'd be a menace out there their kids are doing it the kids are doing it oh man i just i i i 
if anyone else is having the same challenge, I'd love to know why. And I'd love to know why no one is, no one, well, yeah, no one's one's protesting. The There's very little uprising. You might be on a bit of an island here, bud. I'm not sure. <laughs> Zuby's keeping an eye on the stream. This will transition really. That was Strutty's world, by the way. Um, brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. Uh, because Brownie isn't here tonight, guess what, Struds? Your appearance on the podcast is brought to you by Kin Print tonight. High-quality apparel, promotional products to take your brand to the next level. Visit kinprint.ca, and they, of course, power this live stream of ours as well. Transitions right shirt. Do you think What's they make that? a shirt that say that says uh peanut butter my bagel? <laughs> That's a shirt I should get. Kin print or a hat. Just put that on my hat. Peanut butter my up. bagel. Peanut butter my bagel. Buddy. I think we I feel like there's another word. Yeah, there's one more word that yeah, needs to go on the I end can't of that. Well, I don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 not gonna get my bagel uh peanut butter. No, any it's faster, gonna get no. something if you wear a shirt around like that. All right, let's roll into the stream. Uh, brought to you by Rini Buclan, Shark of the Park. We got Dr. Tyler Fix and we got the Shark of the Park. We have some of the best handles in the podcast world. Uh serving Sherwood Park with Maxwell Devonshire Realty. Uh, let Rini help you navigate the biggest investment of your life, your home. She works with a, just a select number of clients so that she has the time to devote to you to find that perfect place to call home. Rated the top individual agent in 2223 and dozens of five star reviews. If you're thinking of buying, selling, or want your home evaluated, give her a call 780 994 0280. We need like a sound effect. Of like the shark, although sharks, I guess there's no noise. Right? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe you could do that. Dun, dun. Right. Dun, dun. I could look that. I could find that. No you want problem. to? Maybe for next time? Yes, for next time. Absolutely. For sure. Let's get the Jaws music for uh, yeah. Shark of the Park. Zuby, uh, start with uh, any response that we got to Struddy's world. What are people saying and feeling about the the bagel discussion. Well, I got a quick one because I got to say, uh, Obelisk 21, he says in Ontario, eating while driving is considered distracted driving. And I have to say this, I saw it in Vancouver one time, I, I was on F uh, 4th Avenue and I looked over and the person in the car next to me was eating a piece of lasagna while driving like, <laughs> on a plate <laughs> with like a fork. And I was like, that's, that's bananas. That is crazy. I had one the other night. I actually forgot to mention it on the podcast the other night, uh, a couple of nights ago on my way home from the, so I'm driving home from the rink and there's this vehicle in front of me. And it, over on the left lane, and it's kind of like, just a little bit like this. And I'm thinking, okay, here we go. Like, I know what's going on. So I pull up. I, I It's a three lanes on baseline. on the, So I pull into sure. the right lane, and I take a look. Guys, so two hands on the cell phone like this. No <laughs> on the wheel. So this is what I – oh, hang on. I just pulled out my earpiece. <laughs> this is what I see when I pull up. Sorry for people who are only listening to this. I see this. Someone on the street, just like this. No, and the steering, no hands on the steering wheel at all, right? Really irresponsible, really crazy. You know what the most insane thing was? She was probably 65. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like this wasn't a, Jeez. this wasn't a 2022, 24. This was a, a, a grandparent that That's was texting and driving. I was stunned. Did you recognize her? Like, did you guys go to high school together? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're calling me old. Yeah, you're calling me old. Goodness. How many years did it take you to get through high school, Struds? Oh, no, no. I was good. I graduated with honors, but I don't know. I, I can find the transcript. Whatever, you guys. Yeah, sure. Okay, we're, we're getting, we're too sidetracked yeah, here. How did we yeah. get into distracted driving? Uh, what were, what segment are we doing? Shark I of the Park. I think it's, a, it's Shark yeah. of the Park. Um, Chris, go. I'm going to bring it back to some, we'll bounce around, but I'm going to bring it back to some hockey. Couple people, some stranger, Mookie Wilson, saying they liked the way CeCe played, they liked the way CeCe pinched, and then there was another note I've got here somewhere about, does does CeCe, do you guys foresee a situation where CeCe ends up being the one with Ekholm, if they're trying to push this new nurse Bouchard as the top pairing? Well, I think that depends on Broberg, right? I mean, obviously they're... There, it, it, there, it feels like they're trying to find another fourth, right? So who is it going to be? And there's going to be people to try out for it. Um, you know, Broberg, I think maybe CeCe's another good example. Um, but I think they're trying to upgrade that spot. So can CeCe bounce back to year one? Yeah, maybe. Maybe he could. 
Um, but it's it, it feels like when he's on that third pairing, it makes it quite solid. They have to figure out who fits in there. So Shogger, I, I, I still think the, the guy who's going to play in that spot beside Ekholm is probably on another one of the 31 teams right now. Uh, I'm going to give a more direct answer than you just did. No is the answer I'm going to give. If Philip Broberg doesn't work next to Matthias Ekholm, Evan Bouchard's there. He'll go right back there. The reason this is happening is because they want to create the opportunity for Philip Broberg to try and get a foothold. And his best chance of doing that is with Matthias Ekholm. If Broberg doesn't get that toehold and it's not working, Ekholm and Bouchard together all day long. Okay, uh, Josh Vanderswag, I want to get this one. He asked it twice. He really wanted to make sure this got asked. This is a question for you, Ryan. Two-part question. Is there an interview you've done in your career that stands out as a favorite? And second part, is there, is a, is there a person you wish you could interview past or present player? An interview that stands out as my favorite. Uh, I mean, I was on the ice after Sid scored the golden goal. Uh, I was working on that game broadcast at the 2010 Olympics. So that was a pretty amazing moment. I'd interviewed Sid a bunch of times before, but to be out there right after that goal had been scored, although although I was a little hard on him. Two of the three questions that I asked were kind of fastballs. And I, I but but JJ, the PR guy, I was about to say, Sid, you just scored one of the biggest goals in hockey history. Just what are you experiencing right now? I was about to ask that, but you know JJ. JJ was in behind. He's like, wrap it up. Wrap it up. He's giving me this wrap it up. But I had asked him, like, uh, to tell me about the goal, which was a softball. Mm. Then I was like, you know, you hadn't you hadn't produced a ton so far, Sid. Like, <laughs> this drop in you, people might – like, how do you think you've played? Yeah. I just – you know, and then I asked him about, oh, you guys blew a lead. What was it like sitting in the room <laughs> waiting for overtime after blowing a lead? So two of the three were feisty. Right. So I kind of have a bit of regret that I didn't just plow through and ask that yeah. final fourth question. Yeah. So Sidney Crosby, and in terms of other people that I would love to interview, I've been really fortunate that I've, I've been able to interview a lot of the premier people uh, in all of hockey. So um, nothing comes to mind. Let me think about that one. And if it comes to mind, I'll let you know. Okay. You're invited to a birthday party. The invitation well, says, go. please, no gifts. Do you still bring a gift? And is it different if it's a child's birthday party? Yeah, my wife is really good about it. Gifts for a child's yeah. birthday party. Yeah. What we had, money one, now. we had one recently. No gifts, please. You yeah. said no gifts? No, we didn't. Child? We were invited to a, a child's birthday party that said no gifts. Why don't they want their children to open gifts no. on the birthday? They're 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 doing okay. But yeah, I but, don't <laughs> we, well, the one thing we I, I did bring a, a gift. We did bring a gift anyway. That's what okay. I'm asking. Go ahead, Struts. Well, I, I've seen it before. They say no gift, just bring a donation, and we're going to give the money to whatever kids sport or something, right? So, okay, just hang on, hang on. How old is the kid? Like, uh, are we talking a seventeen-year-old? Who's? No, are we talking like a four-year-old? That's four. like, I want Teletubbies and I want presents yeah. and I. So this is their birthday, and you're like, guess what, Timmy? You're not going to get to open any presents today. We're donating. All of the money to charity, noble, right? Noble, but you know, the four year old right. just be like, huh? Like, I, I feel like that's a flag. I, I, no, I'm, I'm fine with it because they don't know. They don't need 10 gifts to open, they're four years old. They don't play, they play with the thing that's in front of them, right? Really? Yeah, I, I don't, I'm nuts. Yeah, I'm not about it. All right. Okay, so Nick. I like how you're making up questions that you want to know the answer to. Yeah, like, I do. These, like, are the, these are, and that's a that's got a little here. that's a curb your enthusiasm thing too. So that's right. I'll 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 work some signs Seinfeld stuff in yeah, in future yeah. episodes as well. Um, okay. okay, back back to hockey. Nick G wants to know what did you guys think of Connor Bedard's first preseason game? Were you able to catch any? Just highlights, hey, for me, like struds, that. and yeah, and exactly. that, that'll always show you the good stuff. Uh, no question, the kid is just talent all day long. Is it going to translate at regular season speed, intensity, size, and all of that? Probably, I think, Struds. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you, you, when you stand out like that, even amongst, you know, a half NHL team, you know, the guy, you're good. Like that's, it's, you know, you, you're standing out. So that's a positive thing. Um, but when you are the guy, it's going to be maybe a little bit trickier. But I, I think he's going to be a special player, um, which is probably not that unique from others. Josh Vanderswag is saying, What's Josh saying? He's saying, or they play with the box and not the toy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> they don't even know. They don't have no idea. No, but I, that's I, if you're two. 
That's like, I can understand yeah, if it's like, look, we've got a two-year-old that can't even, but yeah. if you have a four or a five or a six-year-old kid and it's their birthday and they get to open presents and you yeah. just say, no, we're not, just don't bring them anything. But let yeah. me, well, let me interject on that again. My daughter who turned six in June wanted to invite her whole class to the birthday party, which we did. And then that seems like excessive that because then it's well, yeah. well, it was 17 other kids. I think 14 no, showed up or something. Then that's yeah. like that feels ex we didn't say no gifts, but we talked about it because we're like, well, that feels excessive. That's too much stuff. The kid doesn't need right. That much stuff, so I understand this was a well, this that's difference because there's a whole nother segment now to be done on you letting your kid invite their entire. We're not going to get into that now, too. We're too <laughs> many rungs off the rail here, Stretty. Should be want to show off his basement. Oh, it's yeah. so nice, Streds. You go. We're gonna get you down here. I'll pour you a whiskey uh, sour. I love, Do we got oh, more? Is it time yes, to no, uh, got, get to the gem of the day? You got more? No, we got, right, I got a couple more. I'd like to get us. to. You got the gem of the day today. Okay, go. Obelisk uh, or Obelisk again, 21. Do you think Niemalainen or Lavoie get traded if they don't make the team? Or if not, who's who's kind of that bubble person who maybe other teams come asking about if they don't make this team? Broberg. <laughs> Sorry to just throw that out there, but... Yeah. I mean, if he's in the American League and not in the NHL team, teams are going to sense opportunity. They probably already do ask about him, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Neiman Lyon, you kind of know what he is. Rafi Lavoie has never played in the NHL, and I, I know that I keep saying that, but I, it just makes it hard. I, I can't have a hard time envisioning what he's going to be. You know, he doesn't have, doesn't play with a ton of tempo in his game. And I think where the Oilers need right now is tempo uh, in in their bottom six. So. Is he going to go, like, is, is another team going to pick him up? I know a lot of people think he might. Maybe, I guess. I, I don't know that it's that much of a risk. How sense, what's your sense, Sean? Is it a big risk if he goes on waivers? Um, He had a really good finish into his American League season. He's big. He moves pretty well. Put up some numbers. There's a chance I think someone could grab him. I think it's, I, I would say... It's 50-50 or better that he oh, okay. that he gets claimed. I would think. I don't know. Maybe I'm misreading that. You know what? You really need to be in tune with everybody else's rosters too. And the orders yeah. would have done a deep dive on everybody's roster. They would know they'd be able to give you two or three teams that they are most worried about where he could potentially go. You know, they would have a much better sense of the the intricacy of it, but he's a good player. And I think he's consider he's still a pretty young player too. So right. there's some risk there. Answer with Xavier Borgo, actually. If you know, Borgo is probably going to be in the American League this year. If he plays really well and he pumps his value up, uh, I could see him being one of the pieces that gets used to bring in uh, Ekholm's partner at the deadline. Okay, yes or no question, and there is a right answer, and I, I hope you guys are on board. Do you use cruise Your control when do you use cruise control when driving on the highway? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. 100 okay. percent well, who are all these people when that I'm passing changing that their speed changes all the some lots of people yeah. aren't. Don't you find that when you're out there driving on the highway? Is, that you're is set this at just one another speed. Another something's bugging Zuby yeah. and you're <laughs> abandoning <laughs> our ask us anything segment. I'm taking it over from I'm Do we want to just start calling <laughs> yeah. this Zuby's wondering? Yeah. Yeah. Zuby's wondering. I'm just keeping yeah. a list. I got my I do have like my Strutty's world list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Filtering yeah. these in there. And nobody will know. Yes, Chris. Most I think most people use cruise control when they're when they're on the highway, and and um, I don't know what the deal is with those people. I want to find the person that admits that's like, no, I'm I don't need cruise control. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. They're out there. I pa I'm passing them, and then they pass me back, even though my speed never changed. You know, if it's more than a, if it's more than a 35 minute drive, 40 minute drive, it's cruise control all day. Hey, Struts. Yeah, and it depends on how busy the highway is. Like QE2, yeah. I never have it on cruise because it's so busy. Yeah. Uh, that was a super messy segment. We were all over the map, but Zuby's feeling satisfied. Oh, we still have Gem of the Day, Zuby. Oh, yeah. Brought to you by United Cycle. I know I it's okay. I've got for that. No, you've got, I know you always roll the music, so but that's excited. okay. United Cycle doesn't mind. They, they're the only segments on the podcast that has a music bed underneath it. They are your home for sports for over 95 years. Look at this animation. What have you done, Zuby? Wow. Oh, wow. From that first time skating on an outdoor rink to crossing the finish line into your team winning the championship, they help you experience more of these special moments. United Sport and Cycle, helping athletes of all levels reach their full potential. www.unitedsport.ca. Strutty.
Jam of the day, I'm, my man. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, R&H, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and his quote, uh-huh. where he said, I would like to be the driver of a line. And I, and I love hearing that. And like, there's another guy, you know, I don't think he gets the credit that maybe others have about how he continues to evolve his game or how he's trying to continue to evolve his game. So that's my winner tonight. Not Ryan very Nugent. often we have the gem of the day at our fingertips. Here it is. Yeah, I mean, frankly, I was a little nervous. That's Jack Campbell. Here's Ryan. Yeah. Nugent. What I want to keep building is, is getting Oops. better when I do get thrown in a center. Uh, I want to be able to to not only be good defensively on the on the defensive side of things, but uh, still be able to, to help out offensively and, and, and drive a line. So it's, it's that, that's always a focus, and uh, I'm definitely, definitely thinking about that this year. Zuby, yeah, you made a mess of the music. You've made a mess of the music. Now it's stopped. You started it and stopped it under the Nugent Hopkins clip. Correct. Yes. <laughs> this was not a smooth finish technically. No, it was so clean up until that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's wrap it up. We went over an hour tonight. Damn it. Got to keep it under an hour. That's what all the analytics say. Thanks for joining us on the stream, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you for your downloads and your subscriptions. Thank you to our wonderful sponsors and uh, more podcasts set to go probably keep an eye on our feed Sunday night. We're eyeballing. We love those Sunday night streams. So we had great action tonight. Lots of people, lots of contributions. We love you. Thank you. And we'll talk Sunday night. Cheers, everyone.